Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings, friends, and thanks for joining me here on the Do Business Better podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Madonna and Maui Jim, lessons on customer care. You know, I say this all the time, that if you're in business, you're in the service business. You might say, oh, no, I'm not. I'm a manufacturer. Oh, I don't, I'm not really a service business. I'm not a customer service person. I'm a, I'm a manufacturer. Or I'm a, you know, whatever you might think your business is. But in general, we all work for other people. Remember, you've heard it here previously, and I'll continue to drive this point home. Every dollar you're going to make for the rest of your life is currently someone else's dollar. So if you want that dollar, you're going to have to probably serve the customer, serve a client, serve somebody somewhere, because that's how we all make our money. You, you produce something for someone else. You know, my farmer friends think they're not in the service business, and they're really not, but they are in the production business. And more importantly, they have customers. Uh, they think their customer is the, the co-op that buys a truckload of wheat. Well, no, that's not the case at all. It's Ultimately, it's the person that goes to the store and buys a loaf of bread. So anyway... We all work for other people. It's something I learned a long time ago about my business. And the reason I want to give you these two examples specifically is because a tremendous experience I had as a customer in the last week with Maui Jim. Maui Jim is a manufacturer of light, uh, I'm sorry, of sunglasses. Um, the, their Wikipedia page says they're the third largest manufacturer of sunglasses in the world. I don't know. To be honest, I don't own any stocks that I know of. I don't own any mutual funds that even invest in sunglass companies. Maybe I do. I don't know through some sort of a mutual fund, but I don't know a lot about sunglasses in that I don't know a lot about the business side of it. I know that they sell online and they sell at retail places such as Sunglass Hut. I know that I am a frequent customer. About every year I buy a new pair of sunglasses. Maybe every two years. Uh, sometimes they get broken. Sometimes, uh, you know, they just go out of style. Uh, I've got blue eyes. I like to be where it's sunny, so I wear sunglasses. Maui Jim makes a good pair of sunglasses. I bought my first pair about five years ago. Uh, but through wear and tear, traveling crisscrossing the country, throwing them in suitcases, hiking up the mountain, working around my farm, they got broken. So there they sat. In fact, I'd forgotten about them. Yeah, you know, they're a couple hundred dollar pair of sunglasses, but there they sat and I forgot about them. And then another pair, last summer, spring, the earpiece broke off. Again, wear and tear, use, physical activity, travel, you name it. So I've got two broken pairs of Maui gems. I'm sitting on two pairs of, whatever, $250 glasses. So $500 worth of broken sunglasses. And I'm wearing my third pair. I avoided getting a hold of Maui Jim. I avoided getting the repair done because I figured it was going to be a pain in the ass. You've been there, right? You have been there where you do something and you're, you're just, you just dread it. You just dread having to go see the shop or send your car in for repairs or go and take care of this recall. All those things that just are an absolute pain and a hassle for us to deal with. So I put it off. I didn't, I didn't address this with my sunglasses. Eventually, uh, here it was, it's, you know, it's October, and I'm like, man, I've got to get this handled. Why, why would I have these expensive sunglasses and not even be able to use them? I'm going to go ahead and take care of them. So I logged on to the Maui Gym website. Very, very plain, very simple, not like some of these companies where they just about act like they don't even want you to be in touch with them. 
you know what I'm talking about. Airlines are a great example. They make it so damn difficult to be a customer. But again, when you're an airline, there's only four of them that control 80% of the air travel in the United States. They don't have to be customer service oriented. Oh, they say they are, but you and I both know. Remember my the fiasco I commented about with United Airlines a couple of years ago. They brought on armed guards who beat the hell out of some passenger because he didn't want to get out of his seat, uh, which he had duly paid for. And uh, everybody said, oh, this is going to hurt United Airlines. I'm like, are you kidding me? Try to fly in and out of Denver or San Francisco without United Airlines. Chicago. I mean, come on. Um, the the airlines do not really have to be customer-oriented. So I deal with them a lot, and I go on their websites, and I'm telling you, sometimes it's a challenge. And then when you got a call, it's you know minutes and minutes and then hours working on the phone. So when I got on the Maui Gym website, I was really struck. It was pretty straightforward, pretty clear. You know, do you want to shop or do you have a repair? Boom, you click on repair, and this is, here's what you do. You send your glasses to us in Peoria, Illinois. Yes, Peoria, Illinois. They were actually allegedly founded in Maui by a guy named Jim, but now they're owned by a vision and glasses company in Peoria, Illinois. So here's the thing. I clicked on what my style was, what the problem was, and then it filled and populated the repair slip. I had to give them a credit card number. They said, ship them to this address. As soon as I got off of their website, I got an email saying, your order is being processed. We look forward to receiving your glasses. I didn't have to give my mother's maiden name. I didn't have to become a subscriber. I didn't have to fill out nine pages of information. I didn't have to call a 1-800 number and talk to someone who does not speak English, who is very difficult for me with my hearing problems to understand because they're in a foreign country. I didn't go through any of that. No social security number, no note from my mom, no maiden name, no password. If you're like me, you probably need another password like you need to get hit in the head with a ball bat. I've got pages of passwords. I have passwords for stuff I don't even know what the hell it is anymore. I have passwords that I used to buy a book online. I have passwords that so that I could uh, be so I could sign up for a hotel room. None of that happened with the Maui Gym thing. That's why I'm telling you about this because this is about customer care. And why am I comparing it to Madonna? I'll tell you why I'm comparing it to Madonna. Because just today, my friend, fellow speaker and author, Scott McCain, author of the book Iconic, shared an article out of the Las Vegas Review Journal. He lives in Las Vegas, Scott does. And uh, Madonna just completed her run at the Coliseum. That's the, uh, the concert uh, facility there at uh, Caesars Palace. To dreadful reviews. See, Madonna has had a hell of a career. Madonna's worked really, really hard. I don't want to take anything away from Madonna's career because she's worked very hard. She stayed uh, famous and prosperous in a business that's very fickle. Show business is a challenge every day. You know, there's somebody trying to knock you off, some new, hot, young act. But here's the thing. Madonna, it seems, has decided that she's not really understanding She's not really going to care about her customers. She's going to forget about the people that are her customers, her fans. Apparently at Caesar's Palace, at the Coliseum, uh, on her last run, she showed up late for a concert 
that was supposed to start at 8.30 p.m. Now, allegedly, the booker changed it to 10.30 p.m., but not everyone got the message. In fact, if you were a ticket holder, it was a very good chance you did not get any notification of this. And then fans were told they had to be there an hour early for some sort of security thing with their phones. So you've got people showing up at 7.30 p.m. for a show that was supposed to start at 8.30. Madonna strolled in onto the stage at 12.15 a.m. Do you hear what I just said right there? Madonna. Hard worker, very talented musician, famous, shows up for an 8.30 show at 12.15 a.m. Even if it was supposed to be a 10.30 p.m. show, as the booker tried to say that it was in the production company, she's still almost two hours late. Do you treat your customers like this? I hope not. I don't treat my customers like this. I read this article and it, and it dawned on me, man, am I doing anything that is this egregiously disrespectful to my fans, to my customers, to my clients. You know, because you can call clients and customers your fans. In show business, your fans are your clients and your customers, right? Your fans are who you make your money off of. Well, Maui Jim, I'm a client. I'm a customer, right? I buy three pairs of their sunglasses. I'm a client, I'm a customer, and I'm a fan. And here's what happens. You violate this trust, And this is the lesson for all of us. Are you doing something that violates the trust that your fans, your devoted clients and customers put in you? They entrust that they give you money for a product or service that meets their needs. They want to be customers. They want to be fans. They want to believe in what you do. They've shown up sometimes repeatedly. I'm sure that many of those Madonna fans that were at the Coliseum that waited four hours to see her show up and be disrespectful have been to other Madonna concerts. You don't go to the Coliseum and pay 500 bucks for a ticket for the first time, right? And there she is, crapping on them. Are we doing that? I I wondered, I thought about my business, and then I just, like, I thought, man, this is so remarkable because I was already prepared to talk to you about what Maui Jim did right. You know, send me an email as soon as I processed the order, before I even put the box in the mail. Told me exactly what it was going to cost. Didn't say it was going to cost anything extra. Didn't pull this thing of, well, there could be. Yeah, they said, if we opt to fix more things or if you opt to fix more things, then, uh, you know, there'll be a conversation. Then the day they got my glasses, I received an email from MJ Mail saying, your glasses are in our repair shop. We'll get them turned around to you very shortly. No six to eight weeks. No allow time for processing. No wait through the holidays. None of this excuse making. And then... Maui Jim gave me a a wonderful email. It was just a day and a half after the glasses got there to their facility. Aloha. Great news. Exclamation point. Your sunglass repair is complete and your Maui Jims are on their way back to you. Your package has been shipped from our repair center in Peoria, Illinois, USA. Your Maui Jim should arrive in seven business days or less. Here is your tracking information. Please note it may take 24 hours for your tracking number to return any information. Mahalo. Maui Jim Customer Care Department. I'm telling you this because I had such a positive experience with them, it made me think, yeah, I'll continue to be a customer of Maui Jim. And then it dawned on me, well, am I being that thorough with my customers? Do my clients, do my fans feel like they can trust me that if they're going to spend money with me that I'll be that solid for them? I think they do. I think after 25 years in this racket, there's a reason that I'm still still plodding along, if you will, that I'm still getting on airplanes, that I still have a customer base. I believe that I honor my customers. 
But, you know, sometimes do you think you're too big for them? And that's where the Madonna thing comes in. You start to get a little jaded. You get a little bit, you get a little bit big for your britches. And I believe that's what's happened with Madonna. Now, this isn't the first celebrity that's had this problem. But it's striking because she was always such a hard worker to basically get on stage and say, screw you to your customers. The article goes on about Madonna that uh, she told her audience that were booing and 500 people got up and filed out because she uh, she showed up so late. She showed up at 1215, took the show till 2.30 a.m. for a show they thought was going to start at 8.30 p.m. And then she says, quote, there's something that you all need to understand. And that is that a queen is never late. So she didn't value their time. She didn't respect their time. And you can say, oh, well, she makes a lot more money. Her hours are worth more or more valuable than her customers. Well, that might be true, but you've got a coliseum, thousands of people sitting out there <laughs> that, that collectively have a lot of hours worth of value. And you just proved that you do not respect, nor do you have any regard for their time. You don't value them. And that's the big thing here. Maui Jim valued me. They didn't, they didn't put me on a mailing list. I haven't gotten one solicitation from them. So that's the other thing that we do also, right? Yeah, I know I send out newsletters, but I don't send out newsletters every four hours. You've done business with companies like that, right? Once they have your email, they inundate you. They just swarm you. They f overfill your inbox telling you about the latest promotion. Maui Jim didn't do that. Just seriously, it was just three communications. One that they got my order, one that they received my broken glasses, and the third one that they were shipping out my repaired glasses. I like that. I value that they value me. Madonna disrespected her clients, her fans. And think of how hard that is. It's one thing to say to be a bitch to someone that's actually your detractor. If Madonna uh, was saying uh, disrespectful things and fighting back against people that had been bad to her, fine. That's fine. That's, that's completely understandable. I'm in showbiz. I have people that don't like me. I have people that have not liked my commentary. I, have like, I used to be in comedy, for God's sakes. I have people that have de demolished me or said bad things about me or criticized my act. These are her fans. She this, is, this is really rich right here. She, at one point during the show, took a swig out of a beer. Are you hearing this? She took a swig out of a beer and then handed it to a person in the front row and told the fan that he could drink her, ba her backwash. What do you think about that? This is a pure case of folks not understanding that they do still have a fiduciary responsibility to those that make their career and their business possible. You know, whether Madonna's out there singing or you're out here cleaning windows, you have a responsibility to those that have given you their money. A similar thing happened several years ago. I wrote an article about it, about Chelsea Handler. Uh, I know that Chelsea Handler has some rabid fans. I don't understand why. I had seen her on TV. They call her a comedian. Uh, she's more of a comedic, um, shall we say, commentary woman on TV than she's a true comedian. I know a thing or two about comedy. I used to do it. Still do it in some regards. I went to her show with a group of friends of mine, uh, particularly a lot of girls like uh, like Chelsea, because it's kind of the uh, it's kind of like she's their their little uh, foul mouthed friend, which is fine. The problem is Chelsea Handler got on stage drunk, and she didn't have an act. Now I can tolerate a lot of things, and I like drinking just as much as anybody. But Chelsea Handler took the Dodge Theater in Phoenix, Arizona, without an act. To be drunk, belligerent, disrespectful, belittling 
to people that were actually there to pay their money. And it wasn't in a comedic way. It wasn't Don Rickles belittling. It wasn't Damien Mason wise appling on vegetarians for the fun of it and then also being nice to the vegetarian. It was belittling the people in that crowd. And the same thing, a disrespect for them, their time, a disregard for what they spent to come there. A terrible experience. I wrote an article about it. We in business owe it to ourselves to every now and again pull back and look at what we offer and then ask ourselves the hard question because you know you've you've done you've done the work of starting the business you've done the work of creating you've done the work of showing up of producing do the easy work and be critical of yourself and i'm saying easy it's not easy at all it's hard on you but it's easy because it's not heavy lifting it's just shall we say being honest and most people won't be honest about their screw ups I talk a lot about breaking down tape. You know, from a comedy background, you should take, take your, your, your day and analyze it from the customer's perspective. That's the best thing about comedy. When you tape yourself and then you go back to your hotel room at 10 o'clock at night after you're set and you play that tape back and you listen or watch or both for what your customer sees, for what your client experiences. And when you can break down tape and analyze yourself looking for where you might improve, it makes you much stronger. Of course it does. Why would it not? It makes you see your business from the fan's perspective. We all want fans. I'm not saying for the ego need. It's not because I need sycophants coming around and telling me how funny or good I am. No, 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 no. You know that too. But you want fans for your business. You want customers and clients that will come back tomorrow. They will tell their friends in a rabid fan sort of way the benefits, the awesomeness of doing business with you. That's what fans do. Fans want other people to experience what they experience. You think Madonna's going to have that from any one of those people that was at the Coliseum when she showed up four hours late and then <laughs> disrespectfully told them that their time didn't matter? So she's got a new act. Uh, it's called Madam X, which is also goes along with her new album. So there is speculation that this is just her new act. It's theatrical uh, acting, if you will, with a little bit of music interspersed. The problem is when you go to see a singer and she talks the whole time, it's probably going to be the old thing of you misrepresented what you were selling. She doesn't sell this as a talk. She sells it as a concert. So the argument here is that maybe she might be actually reinventing herself by creating this Madam X disagreeable persona. The thing is, she might should have told somebody that because a bunch of people spent a whole bunch of money and had their time wasted and their evening blown at her at her new direction. I'd say this is really more of an example of her not caring, of her not being respectful, of her forgetting about customer care. Her customers are fans. So are yours. I'm Damian Mason. The whole point of this was to put yourself in a position where you talk about to yourself, what can I do to be more like Maui Jim, to respect my clients and my customers' time, to be communicative with them without overwhelming them and overloading them with unnecessary solicitation, to give them the information that they need so they feel good and comfortable as a customer, that they will continue to be a customer and become a rabid fan. Are you wasting your customer's time? That's the point with Madonna. Are you being disrespectful to them and not appreciating the dollars that they spent? You know, we can sometimes do this when we get successful. We sometimes do this because we have money. 
We assume that someone that's spending $5, $10, $50 is really no big thing. But it is a big thing because it might be all the money they have. Or it might be, it might be so important to them to get some return for that $5 or $50. What are you doing to care for your customers? And are you treating them like fans? Do you think to yourself when you show up at your business every day, your audience, your customer is an audience and you've got to put on a show for them because they spent their money and they invest their time to be there. You know, one thing I had to learn in show business was don't punish the audience for something they didn't do. It took me a long time. You know, I had bad flights. I had bad weather. I had to run, sprint through the Detroit airport, get to a facility, get there. And then all of a sudden the meeting planner is difficult. The meeting planner doesn't like me because it turns out the HR person hired me, but the meeting planner wanted, didn't even want to have me there. So sometimes you have these little battles going on. You go and show up at a corporate event. 500 people in the room, and one of the people didn't even want you to be there. They just had to be in charge of you. That happens sometimes. And you get on stage, and you're like, man, screw these people. But it's not their fault. Don't punish, don't punish your customers for something they did not do. Never forget that your audience is your customer, and your customer is your audience. They sacrificed their time. They invested their money. Give them the show. Treat them like fans. Take a lesson from Maui Jim. The company that makes sunglasses in Peoria, Illinois, but sells the Hawaiian lifestyle. They understand customer care. Hope you do too. Till next time, this is the Do Business Better podcast. Be successful.